right, well, let me ask you about this. So you say you say it's not a shakeup, but you guys are down. And it makes Says sense who? that there would... Says polls, who? Most of them. All of them? Says who? Polls. I just told you I answered your question. Okay. Which polls? All of them. Okay. And your okay. question is? Okay, so my question is, what is the point of this? Says who? Welcome to Election Profit Makers, a guide to winning and losing money on the 2016 campaign using online prediction markets. Today's date is Thursday, August 18th, 2016. This is the fourth of 17 episodes in our series. I'm David Reese, and I'm joined by my childhood friend, John Kimball. Hi, John. Hey, David. Hello, everyone out in podcasting land. I love it when you nail that line delivery. John, let's start with the elephant in the room, the infamous missing episode from last week. Why don't you explain what happened and why there was no episode last week? It uh, it turns out the episode was really depressing. It was really dark, <laughs> and there was not a lot of laughter. <laughs> That's pretty much it. We recorded it twice. We did it the first time it was bad, and the second time it was just as bad. It was the morning after... Donald Trump on Hugh Hewitt's radio show had doubled down on his claim that Obama founded ISIS. And it was that was following on the heels of um, the Second Amendment joke, where Donald Trump joked about uh, Second Amendment people assassinating Hillary Clinton. And as every week, it just felt like a further escalation of nihilism, and it felt like a deeper tunneling into the dark underbelly that threatened the uh, integrity of our democratic institutions. Not that all that stuff isn't hilarious and easy to joke about, but for some reason, we went into that episode in a really, really bad mood. And it wasn't bad in a fun way. It was bad in a sad way. So we recorded the episode. We ended it. Then we both immediately went onto Twitter and realized that new polls had come out and Hillary was crushing Donald Trump. And then we had a huge surge of adrenaline and optimism when we decided to record the entire episode again. And we did it. And as soon as we started recording, we fell back into a funk again because things were so depressing. So here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. This doesn't happen often, and it's only going to happen once with election profit makers. Do you guys remember when the Wu-Tang Clan recorded an album and they only made one copy and they sold it for $2 million? They sold it to um, Martin Shkreli, the great humanitarian <laughs> in the pharmaceutical industry. The Wu-Tang Clan recorded the record. The album was called, uh, oh, what was it called? Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. They made one copy and then they auctioned it off for $2 million. Okay, we're doing the same thing. I have this missing episode. I have both of them. The first recording and the second recording. For a one-time donation via PayPal to election profit makers, and you can do that by sending money to contact at election profit makers, I will send you a USB stick that has both these episodes on it, and you can do with them whatever you want. The asking price is $15,000, and that is non-negotiable. This is serious inquiries only. If you are a hardcore election profit makers completist and you want to own the only copy of the infamous missing episodes, send $15,000 to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. If you don't feel comfortable sending that much money using PayPal, you can reach out to us at contact at electionprofitmakers.com and we can arrange a wire transfer. Rest assured, all the money you send us will go right into predictit.org. Ladies and gentlemen, Today, I went on predicted.org, went to my account, clicked on the history tab, and wrote down on a piece of paper everything that's happened since last I spoke to you. Are you ready? Here we go. 
August 10th, I sold three shares in Will Democrats Win White House. I sold them and made 33 cents. This is what's known as riding a wave. I immediately turned around and sold two shares in Will the Democrats Win North Carolina to make 20 cents. Now, I felt bad about this because as you all know, John and I are obsessed with North Carolina returning to its natural blue state in the 2016 election. But I was so pumped up about riding waves, I just wanted to do a quick little hop on hop off. So I cashed out and that means that on August 10th, 2016, I pocketed 53 cents, which as you know, represents a huge percentage of my total investment. The next day, August 11th, I bought two shares in Will Ryan unendorsed Donald Trump. Now this is how dark things were two weeks ago. A lot of you will remember that I am a hopeless optimist when it comes to the health of our republic and I always expect our politicians to do what's right, not only for their careers but for the well-being of our entire country and its population. But I got so down watching so much of the Republican establishment continue to support the Republican nominee that I finally had to have that long dark night of the soul where I admitted to myself that Paul Ryan will never find his moral center. He'll never develop a secret backbone that we didn't know he had. Donald Trump is the nominee. Paul Ryan is just going to go along with this sociopathic narcissist all the way to the end. So I bought two shares at 75 cents per share in no. Ryan will never unendorse Donald Trump. Do you think that was smart, John? That was very smart. Thank you. Welcome to the dark side. August 15th, I bought 10 shares in yes for will Donald Trump drop out by August 31st? <laughs> Why? I just... <laughs> because when he drops out, I'm going to be so happy and I'm going to make so much money. I just need him... I really need him to drop out. There were there were six cents a share. I don't know. It's like a scratch ticket, a scratch ticket that is a duct tape to a million nuclear bombs. <laughs> August fifteenth was a huge day for me, John. I was all about volume that day. I must have spent three dollars on on August fifteenth on Predicted.org. I was just going nuts. So the next thing I did on August fifteenth was I bought one share. Will Hillary? lead 6 to 6.9% on August 17th. And guess what? I totally made money on that. I bet correctly. It paid out $1. I don't know if I've ever actually had a bet come true. Nice. It was a very exciting feeling. So I basically came out even for the last two weeks. John, how have the last two weeks been for you? Tell me about the money you've made on predicted.org. Well, I, I made money in the Obama approval markets using negative risk. I made $45 in the will Jeb Bush endorse Donald Trump market, um, which, of course, he's not going to. But that was a situation where his son had come out, uh, George P., and said some positive comments about Donald Trump in Texas and I figured, oh, I bet a bunch of people are going to think that his father is going to endorse now. So they did. So I went in and was able to get some cheap no's and uh, flip them for $45. Yeah, man, just rip it and flip it. Hey, was I supposed to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, just, you're supposed to say, David, once again, the perfect catchphrase for the perfect cultural moment. Overall, I made $430 that week. Good week. <sighs> This week, God. I lost money. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, I lost $115 this week. John, are uh, you fucking kidding me right now? Hey, you know, some weeks you lose. It happens. It's not supposed to happen for you. So this week I, I didn't play well in uh, the Obama approval or the Trump versus Clinton market. And it looked like I was going to come close to breaking even in both of them. And instead of accepting that, I tried to force it and put all of my eggs in one bracket in the Trump versus Clinton. And I, uh, you know, the number came in. It wasn't the number I was looking for. I lost. John, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you because this is exactly what you counseled our listeners not to do. You're always talking about many eggs in many baskets, make many homes for these many eggs. And instead you went and dumped them all into a single receptacle. And look what happened. You lost money and now we've lost our financial authority. Yeah, I'm down about that. I feel bad. I feel like I let myself down. I feel like I let the listeners down. I feel like I let you down, David. Thank you. People got to realize that there is a lot of luck involved. So some weeks you are going to lose. Says who? <laughs> the polls. <laughs> what polls? She was so great. Oh she my totally God, I can't believe she you totally... lost money. Stop changing the subject. I'm sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. You're one of my best friends and I just, I just like talking to you. Thanks, man. I don't even know if off the rails describes where Trump's campaign is right now. It's off the rails, underwater, and on Mars, headed backwards through time into the Black Death. Yep. There's been a shakeup in the Trump campaign. The delightful and one-of-a-kind Paul Manafort has, I guess, been demoted? He's been kicked upstairs. And who's come in to help turn the Trump campaign around and make it more palatable to undecided and independent American voters? Breitbart Media is now running the <laughs> Trump campaign. I assume everyone listening to this podcast knows what uh, Breitbart News is, but do you want to tell everybody really quickly, John? It, it's it's a hub site for the alt-right. It is a very extremely conservative website that trades in conspiracy, and it's, it's, it's probably a step above InfoWars, but not too much up. You only need one elevator to get from Breitbart to InfoWars. You don't also need a cab ride. I mean, the good, the good news is that he's definitely going to lose now. Somebody has told him that, right? Yeah, I think so. Ivanka or, or Melania? I don't know. It's, you know, he's just, he, he seems so defeated and angry. I saw a speech the other night where he just seemed bummed. Like, he just wasn't fun. But see, the, the, the thing is, it's not the rallies that really get him up. It was the polling that gave him that energy to continue to brag. And it's not there. Not even the crazy conservative polling. He's hanging by a thread in, in Arizona and Georgia. Hillary has better odds of winning Mississippi than Trump does winning Pennsylvania right now. So, I mean, it's, it's looking really bad. I have to tell you, I put money in. Will Trump drop out by August 31st? And I felt like for the first time ever, it didn't need me projecting psychological attributes onto the man that I realized later he doesn't actually possess. I feel like for the first time, he has actually articulated the fact that he might lose. John, you know what I'm telling you, right, buddy? Yeah, I know what you're telling me. Ride this wave with me. Look around you, my friend. A lovely sandy beach. Waves crash in the distance. Won't you ride them with me? Ride these waves, ride these waves. No. Trump's gonna drop out, ride the wave. John, come on, just be my betting buddy.
Why doesn't anyone believe that this is going to happen? This is like the only thing I have going for me. Look, this is the first week that I, I really thought that there was that possibility. Finally. I know. Finally. And remember, he doesn't actually have to drop out for us to make money. It's wave riding 101. All we have to do is ride these until something really crazy happens before the end of the month where everybody thinks he's going to drop out. And then we hop off our surfboards and pocket our money. I'm not, not yet. Not in August. Maybe on the next one in September, I will. But now, with this Breitbart takeover, does that change the equation? Are they going to let him drop out now? You know, you got Ailes and... and uh... <laughs> Roger Ailes. Good God. What? Come on. Really, what is happening? I think what Trump is doing is just... The new theory is that it's all just... He just wants his own new right-wing media empire, which is just going to be like the political equivalent of revenge pornography. And him and Sean Hannity and Roger Ailes are just going to... I don't know what, what it's going to be called, you know, WSN, the white supremacist network or something, or America first television or make America great again, news channel or something where it's just all of them in a bathtub eating chili and screaming about foreigners, you know, as their audience gets older and older and eventually just dies in hospice. Okay. If you believe that in, in, and that the goal maybe isn't even to win or that he knows that at this point, then what is the incentive to quit if he's trying to build this core nationalist movement to exploit after the election. It could be that he actually stays in to try to solidify that group to break them off from the Republicans. So that's the one thing at this point that's still holding me out of of him dropping out. I never thought about that, actually. I assumed that if he couldn't be president, he would drop out. I never I never credited him with enough savvy to realize simultaneously he was going to lose the election, but also have some other motive in mind where staying in all the way to a bitter defeat could actually benefit him. But maybe he didn't come up with that. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I think that he... He probably doesn't have that strategic thinking, but those Breitbart people and Ailes people might, and they're manipulating. I mean, he's always pretty easy to steer. I mean, you got to think Paul Ryan is just dying when he heard that Breitbart was taking over. I mean, oh Breitbart was out there pushing that Paul Ryan was going to lose his primary, and Ryan, Ryan won by 60 points. So, I mean, these guys are nuts. I just think about John Boehner just getting so high and giggling and laughing and watching SpongeBob SquarePants all day and all night and just feeling like fortune smiled upon him in a way that it rarely, rarely does. John, is there anything that could happen in the news where you'd be like, that's it, Trump is dropping out. I'm dumping all my money into this market. Like what if he came out and gave a press conference and said, I'm going to drop out? Then would you invest in it? Yes, obviously. Okay, but it would already be at 99 cents, so it'd be, you wouldn't be able to do it. it, it Maybe if this current group abandons him or he fires them as well. So basically, if I pick up the newspaper and read that the Breitbart people are leaving the Trump campaign, should I just put everything into Trump dropping out? Yes, yes. I, I don't know if I'd put everything into it, but I would definitely get involved at that point. What if Trump doesn't show up for the first debate? Mm, here's something I didn't tell you. I did 
and I was against you on this. You know, you went in and you said he's not. He's definitely going to flake out on one of the uh, debates. Oh, he's totally going to flake out on one. Of them. There's no way in a million years this dude is going to show up for all three debates. Okay, well you're right. I agree with you now. It's it got to the point where it's so cheap, and with these new nuts in charge, I figure, yeah, they'll they'll probably cancel the debates and have a big Breitbart party instead. Oh yeah, or totally. They'll be like, yeah, Trump's not doing the debate. He's actually doing a DJ set at Luxor in Las Vegas. And that's the debate now. And Hillary's not brave enough to show up. Like what? Huh? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. So I went in and bought it 30 the other day, 30 cents. Are you serious? Yeah, I bought a hundred shares. So All right. I'm not ready to join him dropping out, but I'm definitely thinking he's going to flake. What if he gives, uh, what if he's at a rally and he just leaves? Like he stops mid-sentence and turns around and walks off the stage. Yeah, definitely invest if that happens. What if he shows up and he has a huge bee sting and he's allergic to bees and so his eye is swollen shut and it's just like so awkward and uncomfortable and physically disturbing? That reminds me, do you remember in 2000, this is going way back, but do you remember the morning after the election, we still didn't know who had won anything, but... George W. Bush had this Band-Aid on his face. Oh, my God. Do you, rem- <laughs> do you remember that? I, I, I vaguely remember that, yeah. It was so weird. And there was no explanation. It was oh. like he had like fallen down and bumped his head. But he had a big bandage <laughs> on his face that morning. And they're trying to make him look presidential. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm about to Google that right now. George Bush Band-Aid face. All right. While you do that, I'm going to thank all our sponsors. Dude, here it is. It's amazing. <laughs> it is a huge Band-Aid. This week's episode of Election Profit Makers is sponsored by Mark from Canada, our very first donor, as well as Michael H., who says, thanks for the awesome show, guys. Let's keep riding those waves. Stephen C., Johnny X and the Grodys saying, friend and I alone can spend this money. Dylan R., Gabriel S., Bobby S., thank you guys for the great podcast, hashtag WaveRider. Superwizard.net, JennyJenny.org, and the Roguelike Celebration. If you'd like to sponsor our podcast, it's easy. Just send as much money as possible via PayPal to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. We will not turn down your money. All funds will be used on coffee, equipment, food, and bird seed for Disco the Parakeet. And maybe we'll buy a little vest that Disco can wear. Do you think he would like that? I don't think so. It's time for listener questions. We've gotten a lot of questions over the weeks, and we're going to answer a handful of them right now. If anybody has any questions, suggestions, comments, corrections, you can send them to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. We're going to answer three this week. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. John, we have a question from Noah, a question about how to sell shares on Predicted. Do you tend to take someone else's offer to buy at a certain price or make your own offer for a slightly higher price and wait for someone else to buy? If I match someone else's offer, the trade goes through immediately, so I don't have to worry about the price changing and the time it takes someone to accept my offer. But I could potentially sell at a higher price if I wait. As Predicted Masters, what do you two recommend? You know, when I first started, I would just buy or sell at whatever price was being offered. But that's not the smart thing to do unless it's a market that is taking off and you need to jump in right away. Most of the time, you can name your price if you're just patient enough. You want to look at the board first. And what I mean by that is you click on the contract, 
you open up the prices tab. That will show you the table of prices available to you, and it gives you an idea of how much interest is out there. So if there are hundreds of shares lined up on the buy side and hardly any on the sell side, then that's a situation where you might pay the asking price. If there's very little on the buy side and lots of shares on the sell side, you can afford to wait to name your price. Um, yeah, I'm not there yet, Noah, myself. I basically don't ask questions and just pay or sell at whatever the asking price is. I hate confrontation and conflict, which is why I'm so great at making major uh, purchases like automobiles and real estate. John, we have a question from Ellen and Jim. Inspired by John's comments on the latest podcast, we dumped our Trump will drop out by August 31st shares. Well, that was your first mistake, guys, but that's just me. Uh, they said they dumped those shares while it was still up, and they happily earned a total of $2.38. My question is this. Is it better psychologically to just pretend it never happened or to keep following that contract to see if we sold too soon? Mm-hmm. John, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to look back. I say you never look back after you sell. You sold for a reason using sound judgment and others are holding for a reason, and they're using their own sound judgment. There's no way to perfectly time the market. As long as you made a profit, you win. Just move along. Don't look back. And now for my two cents. Ellen and Jim, you should always look back. There's no rush like the rush of profound, debilitating regret. John, we have a question from Hypatia. Uh, <laughs> this question is pretty incredible. Here we go. Hi, election profit makers. What have you learned about humanity from Predict It? Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I, I can talk about the humanity of the comments section. How about that? I, I have Anytime learned... you want to talk about the comments section, I'm all ears. Okay. Um, I have learned that people are helpful. Really? Yes, especially if you approach them nicely. The more people you help, the more people will help you back. I don't know, some sort of trading karma. Okay, I hate that, that answer. I hate that answer, but that's that's. that's Why do you hate it? It's a nice answer. I mean, you believe it, right? Yeah, I do believe that. Yeah. Now here's my answer. Well, I don't look at the comment section because I'm just afraid there would be so much good intel my head would explode. So I'm just going to answer from the perspective of one human who's using Predict It. I think what I've learned is that. What I thought was a very savvy distancing mechanism, a sort of psychological buffer that I was putting up between myself and the election by betting on it and trying to make money, because I do have a problem, like many people, of getting too wrapped up in the day-to-day -day ups and downs of the election and overreacting to everything until I've reached a state of total emotional exhaustion and despair. I thought that using predict.org would kind of limit my exposure to that stuff, but it didn't. Last week's lost episode, which is available for a one-time donation of $15,000, is the proof of that. You know, I was betting a lot, but it still became crushingly depressing when I thought that Trump was undermining people's faith in democracy for his own nihilistic ends. So I've realized that I cannot reduce my humanity to a system of financial transactions. And I'm grieving that fact. As always, if you have any questions, suggestions, corrections, or comments, you can send them to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. We do read all the questions, and we do appreciate everyone who takes the time to write to us. John, there's something that I want you to talk about, okay? Now, this is something people might not know about you, but what is your job? 
I am a domain name investor. Does that sound right? <laughs> I don't know. It's not my job. It's your job. I've never understood what the hell you do all day. I buy and sell domain names. John, what are some of the domain names that you've had the pleasure of working with? Um, right now, I, I own homework.com. Boom. Collegehoops.com. Boom. Rules.com. Oh, that's my favorite of all time, rules.com. I love rules.com. Um, I got an offer today for furniturenow.com. You know. How much was the offer? Really? Yeah, it's a good name. Are you going to do it? I don't think so. The point is, one of my favorite facts about John ever since he started doing this about, gosh, I don't know, 17 years ago? 20. 20 years. 1996. You were doing it. You were buying do you were buying domain names back before people knew what domain names were. Yeah. You were like a land grabber, but for real estate made out of vowels and consonants. That's right. Okay. Tell me now about ClintonCane.com, because this is a URL that came up in the news recently, and I want your take on the ClintonCane.com controversy. A lawyer went out and registered this domain name back in 2011 for $8. And when Hillary picked Kane as her VP, he decided he would put it up for sale. Incidentally, he had been running a website where he showcases his Harry Potter-themed political fan fiction on the domain name clintoncane.com. Thank you, God, for letting me be alive right now. So this guy put it up for sale. He's asking $90,000 for it. That's, that's pretty expensive. The, the Clinton campaign, he says, contacted him and offered him $2,000 which he turned down. That's not very much. You know, they, they have HillaryClinton.com, so do they really need it? They're so far ahead in the polls, they're like, whatever, we don't even care. But the guy did sell it this week. He sold it for $15,000, and it turns out he sold it to the Trump campaign. Hi-ho. Yeah. So the Trump campaign bought ClintonCain.com? Yes. Well, a guy. The, the contact information is a guy named Brad Parscale, and he is Trump's digital director. Can they just put up a, a, a bunch of conspiracy theories about how Hillary Clinton has been dead for two years and Tim Kaine doesn't know how to play the harmonica? Like, they can do whatever they want with it? Yeah, they could. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, th this type of stuff happens in campaigns all the time where people are trolling one another. URL redirection hijinks? Exactly. My... Favorite kind of hijinks? You know, earlier this year, JebBush.com was redirecting to Donald Trump's website. Jeb Bush didn't even own his own name? Then there's a Pocahontas.com. That uh, was bought by a supporter of Elizabeth Warren, according to something which was written about in the Washington Post earlier. And uh, it redirects to Elizabeth Warren's Senate campaign website. Right. So as everyone remembers, Donald Trump had this charming and delightful and not at all offensive habit of calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. And he would just always refer to her as Pocahontas, Pocahontas, Pocahontas. And if you were a Trump supporter, you're like, oh, I wonder what that word is. I'm going to type it directly into my address bar on my internet browser. The best way to get trusted information about the topic I'm interested in. Yes.
Also earlier this year, the owner of Loser.com was redirecting that site to Donald Trump's Wikipedia page. I love it when people do stuff like that. Any other examples you want to tell us about, John? The owner of Brainwashing.com redirects that site to, well, it used to redirect to Fox News, but it redirects to Breitbart now. And who owns Brainwashing.com? <laughs> I do. So yeah, you can play silly little fun URL redirecting type stuff just for fun. Oh, the best thing you ever told me was when you told me about all those domains that the Trump organization had registered, where it's basically like every domain is the admission of a different crime. Well, yeah, the tr- the Trump organization they own they own three thousand domain names. Oh. Hang on a second. Uh, the Trump organization owns. Trump Network Marketing Fraud.com, Trump Ponzi Scheme.com, The Trump Network Ponzi Scheme.com. Oh my God. How is this guy running for president? Like, it's ridiculous. I'm being sued by the Donald.com. It's like registering on March 4th, Donald Trump was driving a green car and hit me and broke both my legs.com. It's like a short story in a URL address. TrumpPonziScheme.com? I don't know. Maybe this is why he's being audited. Maybe the IRS was like, dude, with these URLs, you've got to let us look at your tax return because this is insane. (laughs) He's not being audited, though. That's a lie. John, uh, looking ahead to the next week, there is only one bet as far as I'm concerned. Do you know what bet I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. Will Paul Manafort remain with the campaign through the end of September. This bet is so amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I say no. There's no way. No is already at 30. I'm going to get in. I have a dollar 22 available. I'm putting it all. I'm doing it. There's no there's no freaking way this dude is going to Yeah. What's it trading at? 39 cents. I'm in. I'm buying it now. I just did it. I bought as many as I could afford, three three shares. I have a nickel left. As long as I'm sticking to my $30 total invested pledge, I'm basically done and I'm all in on Paul Manafort getting fired or leaving the Trump campaign by the end of September. Okay, I'm gonna do that too. I'm also gonna get into the state polling markets because they're starting to take off and get expensive. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we bought North Carolina at 51, and I think it was trading over 70 the other day. I'm going to buy yep. yes in Georgia and Arizona. And um, I will play the Obama approval and Trump versus Clinton markets again. All right. I wish you luck in those markets. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Election Profit Makers. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, remember, never go online, never read about the election, and avoid Donald Trump news at all costs. Bye, everyone. We don't win anymore. You people don't win, that's for sure.